0: Welcome to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast, brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras, the number one podcast for bow hunting product information and hunting stories from across the nation. And now, here's your nine-fingered host, Dan Johnson. Oh boy, it's Friday and uh, I don't know about you guys, but I am effing jacked because guess what I finally get to do? This weekend, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday morning, I get to go and check my trail cameras. Let's see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven trail cameras, but I get a check and um, I don't know what to say. It's uh, for me, checking trail cameras is one of the most exciting things other than actually hunting. It's one of my favorite parts about uh, this the cycle i guess watching him grow trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together what buck is uh who and uh, oh hey look that one's got a a notch out of his ear so he must be this deer or hey he's got a double throat patch so he must be this deer or watching the gains in the antler department you know th- from week to week or you know okay this deer looks like you know, looking at their bodies okay you know, he's got that Roman nose, he's a four-year-old, he's got that sway back, he's a, you know, four or five-year-old. You know, you know, watching them mature in the antler development and just, you know, I guess keeping a history or a log of these deer is definitely one of my favorite things to do. And uh, so that's what I'm doing this weekend. Hopefully you guys have some cool whitetail or outdoor hunting-related plans, maybe do some fishing or uh, just hang with the family other than that, uh, we got a pretty cool podcast today. We got, uh, Rob, what we- I can't even say his name, right? Rob Westbrook. And he's going to, uh, review a couple products from us. One is the Halo Rangefinder. One is Trophy Rock. And then one is hunting outdoors trail cameras. So those three products he's going to do a little review on. And, uh, you know, I guess express his opinion about uh, some of these products and whether or not he uh, likes them or not and uh, whether or not he recommends them for you guys, the listener. But uh, again, thanks for tuning in. And uh, before we get to the podcast, let's see what Matt Klein from Exodus Trail Cameras has to say about why they started Exodus Trail Cameras. Uh, You know, the biggest thing I believe... That got us to this point is just frustration, not being happy with the products that were out there on the market, wanting to see better options on the market, looking around at all the, all the hype and the buzz and the endorsements that go on in this industry, and wanting to see products, at least in the trail camera side of things, that we could get into, um, that were built solid, that were backed with great customer service, and that would last longer than two or three years was, was really the biggest thing for us. To find out more information about Exodus Trail Cameras, be sure to visit exodusoutdoorgear.com. And if you do decide to purchase, make sure you enter the code 9FINGERS. That's the number 9 followed by the word FINGERS. And you will be able to receive $20 off of your order. And So that's pretty badass. And uh, I must say that uh, these trail cameras have worked very, very well for me. Um, but I would love for you guys to find out yourself, so go ahead and pick one up. Other than that, I say we get into this week's product review podcast right now. All right, on the phone with me now, all the way from Tulsa, Oklahoma, is Rob Westbrook. How's it going today, Rob? It's going pretty great, man. How about yourself? I can't complain. I had some rain come through. I tell you what, our, our crops this year are... Absolutely gigantic around the area that we live because of all the rain. Have you guys had a lot of rain down there in Oklahoma?
1: Yeah, we've had quite a bit of rain this year. Nothing like last year. Last year it was just like you know every day since the first
0: of April. But uh, this year
1: it's pretty. It's been pretty wet.
0: That's good. Um, You plant any food plots?
1: Um. I had a lease, but I just, I just found out that we lost it. So I'm in the process of looking for another one. But last year uh, we'd already had food plots planted this time and they were all greening up real nice.
0: Good. Good. Well, I already mentioned that you, uh, live in Tulsa, but, uh, what do Mm -hmm. you do? What do you do for a living?
1: I am an auto body technician. I do body, paint and body work on
0: cars. I tell you what, um, that's one thing that, I kind of regret not doing when I was in um, when when I was in high school, we had the option to do like um, home economic and art and um, like shop and auto body and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I went, I, I did some other things and never did do shop and auto body class. And I kind of regret it because in a real world, everyday scenario, that kind of information is very, very helpful yes yes it is what uh what's the craziest thing that you have seen come into your shop as far as like a repair that's needed or 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 damage
1: i mean i've seen everything from bullet holes to people getting their car stuck in creeks and then big flood damage Uh, i'll say the, the craziest thing i've ever found inside of a car was uh i worked on this it was like a 2006 or 7 impala chevy impala and the guy was an exotic animal salesperson <laughs> i'm assuming and he had a box full of dead mice in the back of his car oh
0: jesus i bet you that stunk yeah it was kind of weird <laughs> that's nuts well t- today or well wait a second i always ask this question how was your 2015 hunting season
1: man uh it, it was pretty good um this is really the first year that me and my family kind of you know hit it hard with the bow hunting and uh went all out with food plots and got a bunch of trail cameras going and everything um we got lots of pictures of nice deer lots of pictures but i guess right around the time they started you know turning hard horn a lot of them disappeared my brother ended up shooting uh a nice i want to say it was an 11 point um in our rifle season which would be late november and i shot a um little buck i sent you that picture of yep um had a weird set of antlers you know a spike on one side and i think it's an eight point or a four point on the other side and uh, i shot that one with my crossbow in october oh nice. and you know it, i mean it was pretty good
0: yeah that is a definitely i take it that's your son holding the the yeah. head yeah that's uh that's nuts how that goes complete. It's a giant spike. You're right. That's like it's, 20 it's inches <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: so, on one side, just one horn. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's nuts. All right. So, um, what's, uh, what's going on for this year? Anything, uh, you, uh, I know you just lost your lease, but do you have any other ground that you can hunt? That's not leased land down there.
1: I mean, I have uh, there's a lot of public land down here, um, a lot of core land. We have a lot of lakes and, uh, you know, back in a lot of the river channels and stuff like that, there's quite a bit of public land. So I've been keeping my eye out on some here locally, uh, pretty close to town because my old lease was about an hour and a half. My wife didn't like that too much. So yeah, have been trying to find something a little bit closer. Um, I do have 80 acres uh, down around Fall Lake that I have permission to. Permission to hunt on, and I'm actually about to go down there tomorrow and talk to the landowner to make
0: sure we're still all good for this year. Nice. What's the uh, what's the deer, I guess quality and I guess uh, quantity down there?
1: I mean, it it's hit or miss. Uh, I mean, you go a lot of the public land; uh, it's they're very scarce. You don't see a lot of deer on them at all, unless you get you know way back up in there, and it's you know mostly accessed by water. Um, down around the lease I had, which is where I also have that ninety acres um permission to hunt on land, the deer the quality the quality of deer are de- is decent for Oklahoma, I would say. I mean southeastern Oklahoma has a lot of nice deer in it. Um, but there's no ag fields whatsoever. So it's nothing like what you guys have in Iowa. I mean a 140, 150 class deer is a, a pretty, you know, nice deer down here. Um it's a lot of uh real thick brush area. You know, we have some hay hay meadows, stuff like that. It's a lot of rock. So I mean, uh I'm just, I'm assuming you watch Go Deer T V, so I mean yeah. it's real similar to what um Grant Woods has on his, you know, lots of rock, um, lots of valleys and stuff like that going on.
0: Nice, nice. Well, uh good luck this upcoming season, man. I uh, hope uh I hope you can act.
1: I hope so too.
0: (laughs) All right. So this is going to be a product review podcast today. And, uh, you sent me a a message and you're like, Hey, I got uh, three products that I want to, I want to talk about. And, uh, the first one here that is on the list is halo range finders. Um, I'll be completely honest. I'm not sure I've ever heard of them before. So why don't you, uh, talk to us a little bit about, you know, Hey, you know, obviously with hunting, you know, you, it's nice to know the yardage. Um, what kind of research and what kind of, uh, I guess qualities were you looking for in a range finder before you even purchased this one?
1: Well, previously I've never used one, you know, cause this is the first year we kind of got into, you know, really started hitting bow hunting hard. And, um, so I was kind of looking around. I wanted something that was reasonably reasonably priced, that had you know a lot of you know pretty good reviews is what I was looking for. Something right. that I could get for a hundred to two hundred bucks that would be you know good quality and it wouldn't I wouldn't have to buy a new one next year. And um I kind of started looking around online. You know, I was looking for I looked at used ones on Craigslist, uh, contacted a few people about the Leupold and some Vortex ones, but they were all, you know, a little bit out of my price range. Um, and then I just happened to be in Academy one day and, uh, saw this, this halo rangefinder on the shelf for sale that was on sale. It was marked down from $160 to 82. And I just, you know, I walked by it and looked at it and I was like, man, you know, I really don't know much about it. I, I hadn't really done much research on halo. Cause I was kind of trying to get, you know, a loophole or, you know, a better brand. Right. And, um, I just, you know, kind of looked at it there for a minute, me and my wife were there and I was like, "Oh, I never heard of it. I'm not going to buy it." So I came to I, ca- I got back to the house and I was, you know, kind of stressing out. I was like, "Man, I should have bought that. You know, it's not going to be there. It's gone." And uh I ended up going back the next day and it is the Halo X-Ray 600 okay. is what I ended up buying. Um and it's, I mean, I've never really had much experience with rangefinders before. Um I've used a couple, you know, loopholes that, you know, my, my father, you had and stuff like that. But this is the first one that I went out and purchased because, you know, this is the first year I really needed one. I felt right. And, uh, I did, I looked at the reviews online. All the reviews I read online were really good. Um, there was a couple bad ones, but I feel like everything is going to have at least one person that doesn't like it.
0: Right. Right.
1: Um, everyone said that they were real sturdy and they're well built. and They worked real well. Um, the only complaint I have about, uh, have about it is I feel like it goes through batteries really quickly. Okay. Um, I got it out of the box, you know, put the battery that it came with in there and it, it probably lasted like two weeks and I felt, well, you know, I did never really had a rangefinder before. So I was kind of like, well, you know, maybe that's how it is, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it wasn't, you know, really. So I talked to, yeah, I talked, it lasts about two weeks as, as far as those batteries made me. And I think it's like a, a C4 battery or something like that. It's so it was kind of a... It's short, right? Yeah, it's a short yeah. one. And they're pretty expensive, if I, don't, if I remember correctly. I went to Walmart. I think I spent like $15 on two of them or something like that. So okay. I wasn't too enthused about that part. But um, I got that one. I bought some Duracell batteries and stuck in there. And um, it made it... Let's see, that was probably the second weekend of bow season, which would have been in October. So, I mean, it made it until almost uh, rifle season, which is November, I believe it's 18th, before I had to buy a new set. So it lasted a month on those batteries that I
0: got from Walmart. So I wasn't too too happy about that. Um, That's nuts, man, because the rangefinder that I had before the one I have now, I had mm-hmm. for three, if not four years, before i had to change the batteries in it and i use that i used it every day of the hunting season because i get up in the tree i range my range and then i range every shot uh when i'm you know doing uh, i forget what brand it was but uh um i just feel that man that should have uh that battery should have lasted a little bit a lot longer than two weeks that's nuts
1: and I mean, I was, just, I just kind of knocked it up to be in, Oh, you know, it was just in the, it was in the box. It had been returned, you know? So I'm assuming, you know, maybe somebody, it, it never been out of the box, you know, the box had been open, but the range finder had never been out of the plastic. Right. And I was like, maybe, you know, who knows? They left it in the car. I don't know. Something happened to the battery. So when I bought those Duracell and put it in there and it still, you know, it only lasted a month. I was kind of, you know, that kind of gave me a sour taste in my mouth about it. But other than that, I really don't have any anything bad to say about the halo rangefinder. I feel like it's done a really great job. I feel like it's pretty accurate. Um, I was, I was worried about it getting wet, you know, cause it rained a lot last year. I was worried about it getting wet and, you know, me going in and out of the creeks and my pack getting wet and everything. I figured that it would fog up on the inside or have a problem like that. And it did really well. I was, I was really surprised. I didn't get any moisture on the inside. The lights, all stayed working. Um, I dropped it out of my tree a couple of times and uh, it, it didn't crack or cause any damage to it other than, you know, a little bit of cosmetic. But uh, I feel like I, I feel like it's a pretty good um, range finder for the price. Uh, like I said, you know, they're around, you know, between a dollars and $200. I feel like that's, you know, if you can get it and use it for a couple of years,
0: why not? Right. Right. Um, and for 82 bucks, I guess you, you you know well there's some on the market right now uh the one that i have i think is 4 or 500 bucks i got it mm-hmm. i got it for free i'm not going to lie but uh i was able it, it's um it's a badass uh, i have the one from vortex but uh you know for 82 bucks I mean, that's a pretty, that's a very good price compared to what else is out there. Um, How did it, how did, how did it perform in the field? Do you feel it was ranging accurately? Were you able to uh, range? I mean, there's, there's certain times on some range finders that I've uh, used in the past where, you know, you'll range it and like, either two lines will come up like it, it couldn't find the range or mm-hmm. um, a, a tree got in the way or, or something like that. And, and it's not giving you the correct information. Did you feel confident uh, in what the range finder was telling you?
1: Yeah. Um, I only had a, a problem a couple of times. Uh, I, I always, always ranged everything twice. Once I got down set in my stand just to make sure, you know, I know that's 40 yards, that's 35, you know, that's 45 right there. Um, only time I really had a problem with it was I was hunting on the Deep Fort Wildlife Refuge, and um, there it's right there off the Deep Fort River. And it, it was real foggy one morning, and it would not range at all, it just kept flashing zero. Which I'm assuming the fog was having something to do with the laser, you know, messing it up, right? But uh, that was the only time that it didn't want to perform correctly, I feel
0: okay. And then, now, does this does this range finder have that angle compensation uh, technology where, you know, certain range finders are built for straight lines and this one is kind of at, you know, at an angle?
1: You know, I don't think it does being that it's like a price point, but I'm not for
0: sure on that. Um, I'll have to check here a second. I think, let's see, it says AI technology compensates for slope to the target. Yeah, so it does. It does, okay, have it does have that um okay okay cool, cool. so how's how's the body of it is it plastic is it metal rubber what's the what's the what's um it, does it feel cheap in your hand or is it or do you do you feel it it's quality
1: i feel like it's quality um i'm not really sure if it's i'm pretty sure it's like aluminum or something like that it's got a rubber grip on the bottom and on the top um it feels really good quality um that's another reason why I kind of went ahead and spent the $82 on it, not knowing much about it when I did uh, was because I asked the manager and he let me get it out and kind of look at it and make sure it wasn't broken or anything. And I was just like, you know, I was sold on it. As soon as I had it in my hand, I was like, oh, you know, $82. Let's uh, check me out right now.
0: Right. Okay. And um, is there a place for you to uh, attach a rope or a string to it? Yes. Okay, good. In, uh, the, in the picture I'm looking at it doesn't show that, but uh mm-hmm. uh is a case did it come with a case as well? Yeah,
1: it came with a leather case.
0: Okay. All right. So, over, your 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 overall thoughts on this bow, or on, on this bow, mm-hmm. on this rangefinder?
1: Um I feel like it's a really good product. For um, the price it is, you know, for right. the price point, you know, for an average person like myself, um, you know, go out, you can't, it's hard to go out and, you know, spend five or $600 on a rangefinder. Right. But I mean, you can, a couple hundred dollars here for a rangefinder that's going to last you several years. You know, I've only had it this year, seems to still be in good working condition, hopefully for more years to come. I feel like it's a good product for, for the price. Okay. Now I wouldn't go spend, you know, more than, you know, a couple hundred bucks on it though
0: right okay so if you were going to go out and buy another rangefinder let's say something happens to this one you 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 lose it are you going to buy another one like this or are you would you do something different next time
1: um I really, I've been, I have been looking, I've been looking at the, the vortex ones. Uh, I haven't really you know, looked a lot. I kind of glanced at them a couple of times, uh, at bass pro shop. And if anything ever happens with this one, I think I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, go ahead and spend the extra couple hundred dollars to get the vortex one. Um, one, cause I like vortex. I like the warranty, you know, if anything happens to it, I can call them and, right. you know, most of the time they'll take care of me. And, right. uh, I haven't really had to deal much with Halo right now, other than I called the one eight hundred number, you know, to ask a couple of questions about the the batteries, and they all, you know, kind of said, you know, maybe it was just the batteries over in the box. So I went ahead and bought the other ones, and it only lasted another month. So I kind of was that kind of,
0: you know, was an issue. But yeah, for me, that would be a big issue, not knowing. Mm-hmm. If my truck or if my uh, rangefinder was going to work in the timber or not, if I mean you'd just be running through batteries left and white, did you buy lithium batteries or just regular batteries
1: that's I bought um the duracell lithium batteries is what I bought when I went to Walmart and they lasted a month, and now I mean I got what's in here now I think energizer in here now, and it but I haven't got much use out of it. I mean I changed them out in November and I mean, I guess I got probably two months of use out of it and it's still charged now. So, I mean, maybe it was just, you know, it was in my pack and the battery was getting pushed or the button was getting pushed. I'm not real sure. Right. Uh, but these batteries are seem to be holding up.
0: Okay. Is there any type of menu or settings or, um, uh, internal things that you have to do before you start working it? Or is it just push the button and go? Uh,
1: you can, ju- you just push the button and go now you can change it from yards to meters. If you hold the button down, but, um, other than that, I'm not sure that there are any other options other than, I think there's a scan option where, you know, you kind of, you hold the button down and, uh, whatever you point it at, it'll automatically read Okay, and tell you where it's at. That way you don't have to keep pushing the
0: button over and over. Gotcha. All right. So would you recommend, uh, would you recommend this product? Yes. Yes. Okay. For 82 bucks, it's kind of, uh, hard to beat, even though you do have to, I guess, uh, put extra batteries Don't worry in about it. batteries but yeah just make sure that uh, you bring some extra ones mm-hmm. gotcha all right on to the next one here let's go with uh let's actually talk about uh, the trail cameras the okay. hunting, hunting outdoors and uh h-u-n-t-e-n outdoors hunting outdoors um it's a trail camera i guess uh, is this the, is this the first trail camera that you ever bought?
1: No, I've had, I have some Moultries that I picked up at a, a garage sale a couple of years ago that we've used. Um, and I've, I've had real good success with those. Uh, I mean, they're probably from the early two thousands. They take the big, you know, D batteries. Yep. Um, they, I, they work great still. I mean, the picture quality isn't the best and that's why I went ahead and I was just going to buy you know, something. So I started looking around and, uh, I came across the hunting outdoors, um, trail cameras. Um, I found out that there was a local distribution center here in Oklahoma. So, you know, that was kind of a plus that they dealt here locally. And I hadn't really, I mean, I read reviews online and they were kind of mixed, you know, there was a lot of bad reviews, but there were a lot of, you know, decent ones at the same time. People loved them because, you know, the price. Yeah. Um, I bought two – when I first bought them, I bought two. Uh, they are the C3520IR, which is a 2-megapixel, but I think I ended up paying like $30 a piece for them. Oh, really? Which, you know – yeah, at the time, I was like, well, you know, 30 bucks. If it doesn't work, okay, but, you know, it would be awesome if it did.
0: Right. So you got the C3520IR, but before we get into the details of that um, – what were you, when you went to start buying, looking for new trail cameras, you know, obviously price is a, is a concern, but what were some other things that you wanted your trail camera to do before you purchased it? And did you, what other brands were you looking at, uh, along with these?
1: Um, at first I really, I was just really looking for something that, um, uh, you know, obviously that was a good product, um. I was kind of looking at brand, uh, brand name ones at first. Uh, I went to Bass Pro and I kind of looked around and and I was looking to buy about four or five of them was what it was.
0: Okay.
1: And um, I was at Bass Pro and the cheapest one they had, I think it was a Covert. Um, I think it was like $90. And, you know, I didn't really want to spend $500 on trail cameras. Right. And my lease is an hour and a half away. So, I mean, I haven't had anything stolen as of yet, but. I was kind of worried about it. I had pictures of people walking around. So, um, I wanted, I wanted something that was cheap, um, that was reliable. Um, I was hoping for something that was name brand that way, you know, a lot of times you buy something name brand. If you call and they'll take care of you, the customer service will, if there's an issue or anything like that. Um, but the hunting outdoors, um, it ended up having a, a pretty, you know, a one year warranty. um, I looked at, I think it's, I looked at the covert. I looked at, um, a couple at Walmart and Gander mountain. Um, I remember what the other one's called. I know I looked at a Moultrie, one of the newer Moultrie ones. Um, I also looked at, I want to say it was like spy tech or something like that. It was an Academy one. Right. Right. And, uh, they were they were pretty they were pretty cheap, um, and then I just you know I kind of was cruising through the internet one night and found these hunting outdoor ones. Um, found out that they were local, um, and the price is pretty much what sold me on them. Um, okay. That and they had a warranty, so I was like, well, you know, if it you know something ends up being wrong with it, I can always call and take care of it. Right. Um, so I went ahead and bought those two. C35, 20 IRs. Well, I bought a 20 IR and a 40 IR. And the 40 IR is a 4 megapixel and the 20 is a 2 megapixel. Okay. Um, and, you know, I got them and I plugged them up and they seemed to work fine. So, you know, this was last, it would have been last May. Um, so I bought those two. I think I spent like, I think it was like 30 bucks a piece or something like that. Okay. It was, well, it was, it was under a hundred dollars shipped. Right. Okay. And um once I got them, I plugged them up, they all worked and everything. So I went ahead and ordered two of the elites, which are a little bit more expensive. Um I ordered those off of Amazon. They were uh, $180 a piece. Okay. On Amazon. And I got those um I ended up giving one of them to a friend. He his worked fine, you know. He put the batteries in; everything worked fine. I I put the batteries in mine; it would power up. Um, and the screen was display. You know, it lets you pick your options and everything. Put the SD card in, but it would never, would never take a picture.
0: Okay. Um, before, before we go any further, I want to talk about uh, details of like uh, the the two and the four megapixels. Um, okay. With other tra- tra- trail cameras out there right now, some go up to 12, some are higher, you know, uh, 12 megapixels, 8 megapixels. How does the 2 and the 4 megapixels look as far as image quality is concerned?
1: If you're within 20 yards, I mean, it's not a great picture by any means, but it's decent. It's it's good enough that you can count the points and see what you have. Um, right the the 2 uh, does not work very well at night the the IR the infrared does not work very well at all um the 4 I never really had a problem with it at night it took pictures just fine um during the daytime um like I said you can see you know how many points they had how big the deer was if there's anything in the background um with the 2 that was with the 4 with the 2 um you know anything past about 20 yards it gets pretty pretty fuzzy looking
0: um, so what kind of details I mean, I mean what kind of options do these trail cameras have is it a digital display are you able to change um the burst the time uh the number of images taken the 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 trigger delay all that stuff uh
1: uh you can adjust all of that it doesn't i mean it has a little um uh, black and white screen you know gives you the options and everything to mess with it uh you can change i the elite one i had i i bought that one because uh you could video with that one if i remember correctly okay um the but uh they're pretty simple on the inside you can change uh like you said the delay um uh, you can you don't want to take any pictures, you know, for the next five minutes after you take one, you know, wait five minutes, to take the next one. Yep. Um, it's got a, uh, it's got a mode, I don't know what it's called. I think it was a scan mode where, you know, every two minutes or whatever it is for the whole time, it'll take a picture um, until your batteries go dead or uh, your SD card fills up. But yeah, it has all, it has all the options like that. Um, you can pick whether you want to take, uh, if you want it to take pictures at night or not. Um, it's got, it's got the burst mode where, you know, if it gets triggered, it'll take uh, three pictures. I think it's three, it's, uh, one, three and six, uh, pictures as it
0: goes by. Okay. So, um, from a quality perspective when you, I mean, for 30 bucks, I mean, I'll just be honest. Thirty bucks to me for a trail camera just seems like it would be. <laughs> I hold it in my hand, and I know it retails for seventy bucks. You got it for thirty. You got it on sale, but retails for seventy. I don't know. I. What's the makeup of it? All plastic. Um, what's? Is there a good seal around it? Have you had any problem with moisture getting on the inside?
1: No, uh, actually. It's built fairly well, like the outside structure of it. I mean, it's, per, it's, per, yeah, it's all plastic, but it's pretty, it's pretty sturdy. Like, I mean, I've dropped them, you know, several times, uh, never, none of them have ever broken. I've never had any problems with uh, water or anything getting on the inside. Um, it's got a little rubber seal that goes around, um, uh, the clamps on the side, you know, suck it in pretty tight. So no moisture gets in, um, I did have um, where the flash is. Uh, I did have a little bit of moisture get inside of there um, in early season, um, probably in the first of October, late September. Um, one week we got a bunch of bunch of rain and uh, some moisture got in there, but uh, it cleared up after a few days. But I've never had a problem with it getting on the actual inside, like where the SD card and the battery and everything goes. Right, just. A, past those first lenses right there
0: okay so what about the uh what about the elite um how what about that one is that one noticeably better because you, you've you spent more money on it or does it have more options is that uh in infrared as well that's the um i think it's
1: a blackout i believe okay um you know takes the black and red pictures yeah yeah black infrared um that was one of the main selling points on it uh that and it was an eight megapixel so i was kind of stepping up the game right there Uh, i hadn't really had any problems with the the four and the the two megapixel one so i assumed you know be kind of the same quality at the same you know kind of price break for that one so i went ahead and got those and it's a little bit smaller you know it's about the size of probably um a coke can you know it's pretty it's pretty tiny um but at the you know the same time, it's built the same way. Um, it's pretty hard plastic. There, it was pretty sturdy. The outside of it was you know excellent. Uh, only problems I had with was uh, the internal internal issues. Like um, put the batteries in, it would never take a picture. Um, stuff like that.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing, but <laughs> I put the batteries in it and it didn't take a picture. That's what trail cameras are supposed to do. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, what was the problem? Did you call them? Did they fix it for you? Did they send you a new camera?
1: I called them, and uh, you know, it took – let's see. I got that camera, I believe it was right at the end of September when I got that camera. I called them, let's see, probably the first weekend because I set it up that weekend, came back, because our deer season starts October 1st. When we came back, It was, it was wet. It didn't, you know, wouldn't turn on. There was, you know, nothing going on with it. The inside of it was fine. Just, you know, it rained. So the outside was messed up, you know, it had water on the outside, the batteries were dead. So I assumed, you know, Hey, you know, it just got wet. So I'll let it dry out. You know, there wasn't really any water on the inside. So I didn't think it would be a problem and it's supposed to be, you know, a trail camera. So they're supposed to be built to, you know, kind of be outside in the environment. Um, the inside, like I said, the, where the SD card and the batteries and everything go were fine. Uh, the screen still lit up. It would still turn on after I let it dry out, but it wouldn't take a picture. Uh, I didn't get a picture the whole time that it was set out. So I called my buddy that I let, you know, bought the other one. And he said that his worked fine. You know, no problems with his. Um, mine just, you know, did not want... Did not want to work, um, so I called and I kind of told him what was up. Um, I guess I talked to a local guy here at the distribution center. He was like, "Well, did you mail in your your warranty paperwork?" And I was like, "Well, I wasn't. You know, when I got my box, it didn't have any paperwork in it." He's like, "Well, you're supposed to you're supposed to mail that in." So I kind of talked to him about it for a few days, and he talked to his manager, and in the end, they ended up just telling me that I was you know kind of out of luck uh, because I didn't send in that paperwork, but. Man. Uh, I mean, at the same time, I mean, my buddies worked fine. It could have been something I did, but, uh, you know, well, with the trail camera is supposed to be right. you know outside and,
0: but, but what did rain. you, what did what do you think you did wrong?
1: I'm, I mean, I honestly don't know. I closed it when I put it up. Uh, I made sure that it was set up on a tree. didn't fall down. Uh, I don't really know. I, yeah. I mean, I think I i honestly think that like on the other ones, on the on the two megapixel one, that that screen, that, that front part, you know, that seal, I think maybe they just didn't get good seals on there. And maybe it got in and got on the computer itself. You know, maybe that happened um, because I never tested it out before I took it out and put it on the tree. Right. I just, you know, put the batteries in and it turned on. I was like, OK, you know, we're good. Right. And then, you know, I come back. I stick it on the tree. I come back a week later and there's no pictures whatsoever taken,
0: man. I tell you, if you've listened to the podcast, either this one or the wired to hunt podcast, you know that the thing that pisses me off the worst is when a trail camera does not perform, whether it's my own fault and I forget to, you know, turn it from the test mode or setup mode to the on position or, Mm -hmm or the SD card doesn't match with the camera or something like that. And it's either user error or it's camera error. That that shit pisses me off. Um, so does this, do these cameras have kind of like uh, an on setup and off switch at the bottom as well?
1: Uh, all you do to turn it on is once you put your batteries in, you push the power button. And once the screen turns on, you're good to go. Just close it. Nice, and it automatically after i think it's like 60 seconds or something the screen will turn off and it goes into you know ready to take pictures and when i set it up on the tree screen you know push the button screen turns on it starts doing the countdown so i shut it and walked off you know i didn't i didn't expect to come back the next week and not have any pictures on there um and like I said, my buddies, his his works completely fine. You know, didn't have any issues with his. And I even tried, like, switching the, the SD cards. Like, maybe that, that was the problem. Because, I mean, after I started reading about it, I guess some SD cards aren't compatible with other, you know, tra- certain trail cameras. So I even used the one that he had. And it still wouldn't, you know, just in my house, you know, trying to get it to trigger, trying to get it to go off. And it still wouldn't.
0: Did uh, Did you maybe forget to format the SD card to the camera?
1: Well that's what I'm saying. Like I figured like maybe it was my SD card, but I used his SD card from his camera that worked, you know, it took pictures on that one. Oh yeah. So that, so that one should be fine. So when I stuck it in that one, it just, in mine, it it just didn't work. Yeah. I I don't know if maybe, I mean, I guess it's possible that it could just been the SD card or maybe like the you know, the, where you put the SD card in, maybe there's something in there. I mean, it's possible, but it was
0: brand new. So, Right. right. Okay. Well, um, as far as, you know, obviously you had bad luck with that elite model, but the other two models, um, did they perform for you? I mean, well enough. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: only complaint I have is,
1: um, it's going to sound like a broken record, but the battery life on them is ridiculous. Like my mold trees, I can set a uh, set a battery in them and it'll last all season. Right. You know, and I go with these. And it, it'll barely make it a week, even if I put like I have Duracell in it right now, and that's from let's see, I set it out last time I was down there It was in January. I picked it up in in February, so I think I only had pictures of like a week and a half. And what it does is like I guess once the batteries get so low, it the camera just doesn't work. Right. So like I can take these, I can take these batteries and stick them in my flashlight, and they still turn on. Just
0: the camera just you know it won't power the camera. Well, I tell you, there I'm not going to explain it here, but I will uh point you guys in the right direction. Um one of the guys from Exodus Trail Cameras wrote an article um about why li- like lithium versus regular batteries and why you should use lithium batteries and I guess one of the reasons is if you if you use regular batteries As that power goes down, the performance of the trail camera also goes down. Now, if you use lithium, as the batteries go down, the performance of the trail camera does not suffer. So uh, batteries are very important when it comes to um, performance of a trail camera. And that's why, you know, everybody, you know, recommends lithium, although, you know, eight lithium batteries is 22 bucks, which is pretty expensive. And I mean that's what I have it in there now. I had the, the
1: the Duracell lithium ones and uh like I said, I set it out in January. They were new, brand new batteries when I set them I just kind of see what deer made it through the deer season. What do we you know what we can get pictures of afterwards. Uh it's legal debate here in Oklahoma, so we set some corn and stuff out. Um and I had pictures for about a week. And you know when I went to pick up the camera, the batteries are still, like I said the batteries are still good, but the camera just, you know, whether it be you know like you said just the batteries are at a certain point where they don't the camera's just not powered enough to work or yeah but i mean i tried multiple yeah i tried multiple different setups and you know it was kind of like i said it's kind of like a broken record but i did the whole thing with the trail with the range finder and i was just like man you know maybe it's something i'm doing that all my batteries are just going dead i don't I understand, but, uh, I used, I even, I tried the, there for a couple of weeks during like our muzzleloader season and stuff like that. I used the, the cheap ones, you know, you buy them at the dollar, uh, the dollar yeah. tree, you know, the alkaline ones. And they actually lasted longer than
0: these Duracell did. Um, I don't know. Well, I guess you learned your lesson. Um, yeah. so I guess my question is, are you going to buy any more tra- trail cameras from hunting outdoors?
1: If I could get another deal on these uh, four megapixel ones, uh, yeah. I, I might I might go ahead and buy a couple more of those. because I mean, $30, that's, I mean, especially when I put them on public land or something like that, $30, if someone steals it, I mean, oh right. well. Right. And, you know, for $30, I think I can probably just get over the
0: battery and just keep putting cheap ones in there. Right. So how much do the batteries cost? Did you ever do the math or it's like, okay, man,
1: it was a lot. Like I could have just
0: bought, I could probably bought a nice trail camera with the price of all the batteries that I I ended up buying. And that's one thing I I don't think a lot of people realize is I'm going to, I'll buy a cheaper trail camera and then you're pumping batteries into it because it, you know, you know, 10 bucks, Mm -hmm. 20, 30 bucks, uh, even a month, you know, if you're, if you're, how many batteries did these things take to, to operate? It takes four batteries, four batteries. Okay. Yep. All right. Well that's uh four and I think it's 20 bucks for regular Duracell batteries. I think for 10 bucks you can get 16. So whatever that mm-hmm. math is. Well, cool. Um, let's see here. Uh, so do, would you recommend this trail camera or well, because it sounds like he had two different experiences. First off, would you recommend the the ones that did function to a hunter, and then what about the one that did not function? I mean, your buddy said it, his worked just fine, right?
1: Yeah, his. I mean, his works fine. It still works. And uh, I mean. I think maybe I just, you know, like I said, I think everybody, you know, every now and then the company will have that one, that one mess up. Maybe it was a, maybe there were Friday trail cameras. I don't know. Maybe (laughs) somebody built them all on a Friday trying to get out of there. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean my, the two and four megapixel, I would, I would suggest if someone was going to like, if someone's going to put them on public land or something like that, somewhere where they were worried about it getting stolen for $30, I mean, you can't really beat that. Um, Now, as far as the elite, I had a bad experience with it. My buddy, you know, my buddy and all the people that hunt on his lease, they they ended up buying a couple more, and they all had good experience. I, I mean, I just had a bad one. Okay. Apparently,
0: I just got a bad a bad camera. Okay. Well, uh, there's that. Anything else that you want to say about uh, these cameras? Uh, uh. Next time, I'm going to read more reviews
1: before I go and buy
0: a camera. Right. <laughs> okay all right so the next product here that we're going to be talking about is trophy rock and uh, Mm -hmm. i actually picked up a couple trophy rocks this year uh for the very first time uh and i'm interested to hear what you have to say um why did you decide you know of all the minerals and stuff and, uh, salt licks and all that stuff that's out in the market. Um, why did you decide to, uh, go with trophy rock? And, uh, I guess what were some of the other, pro- uh, brands that you were looking at before you decided on trophy rock?
1: In previous years, I've always just, you know, my family, we've always just gone to the local co-op and, you know, bought a, a mineral block or, you know, just whatever kind of mineral, uh, salt lick or whatever they had on sale there. I mean, I've tried, um, uh, you know, the, the jelly stuff that you get in the jar or in the tub, you know, and pour out on the stump or whatever. Right. Um, I've, tr- I've tried a, uh, what is it? The deer cane. I've tried that. Yep. Um, and ne- I never really, I mean, other than the, the, the just regular salt lick, I mean, I've had decent luck with that deer. I mean, they're, they come and look on it, but I, um, I started watching, uh, what was it growing deer TV. I started watching that last, um, October, um, uh, not, not the two thousand and fifteen October the 2014 October, and uh you know he Grant Woods, he talks you know so well about it, so I was like, well, you know I, I can go I can go buy two salt salt licks and you know have a a decent amount of deer come in, or I can try this, and it might you know just be you know crazy, it might be excellent I'll, I mean the deer might love it and uh so I bought one and set it out last uh the 2000, the two thousand fifteen uh May. I went out and uh, I planted um, a little small plot of soybeans and um, put a trophy rock out in front of one of my cameras, one of my Moultrie cameras. And I came back three weeks later and it was just ridiculous the amount of deer that I had, you know, coming to there. And it was like in the past years, I, yeah, I'd have a lot of doe because, I mean, our part of the state down there, Southeast Oklahoma, we have a lot of does. And, um, you know, I have lots of doe in there every day. But it seemed like last year when I stuck that trophy rock out, I don't know, maybe if uh, bucks like it more or you know, if it helps with their antlers or if it's something that they need. But it seemed like there were a lot more uh, deer showing up and way bigger deer than we had pictures of the previous two years out there. Um I tried both the trophy rock, the actual rocks. Um I think we ended up using like 3 of those last year and uh, I tried the 465. And on the 465 um which is like I guess it's like the smashed up rocks or you know, yeah. what's left after they cut it out or right. whatever and that stuff worked really well. It just didn't seem to last as long, so I went ahead and just stuck with the rocks. Um and I had this one group of, was one group of does, it was, uh, it was two, it was two uh, mature does and, uh, three, uh, fawns. And they would come in and every day for, you know, like a month, just hammer that stuff in the evening. Um, it's right next to a pond and, uh, they, the deer just loved it, man. It was, it was crazy. You know, I don't know, you know exactly what's in there that they like so much, but, uh, the normal salt licks
0: just wasn't going to cut it anymore right so how long did it take for uh the uh the rock itself to dissolve for you
1: we set um set them out set that first one out and it was either may or, or april or may and it probably lasted until you know well into october it was still there okay um even through even through all the rain because that's what i expected with the rain and stuff that it would just you know kind of dissolve away and go away but it lasted well into october uh the 465 didn't last as long it only lasted like a month and a half but it's also a lot smaller and you know, water gets on it, it'll heat it away a little bit faster um and then we set two more out right at the beginning of deer season so october 1st and in january when i went out there for the last hunt um those rocks were still there you know okay. they're they were pretty, they are still pretty good size, you know, probably a little bit bigger than your fist, but the deer was still
0: coming to them. Okay. Um, so did you notice, uh, like consistent deer? I, I don't know if you had a, like a particular buck maybe, or a doe that you recognized from a scar that continually came back to that site day after day or week yeah. after week. Uh,
1: like I was saying, that group of fawns in those does, I mean, I'm assuming they're the same ones. They all look about the same size in the pictures. And they came in like every day. It was like right on the money at seven o'clock. They'd come in and they would just kind of hang out because that's a we've used that right there as a baiting station for the past two years. You know, we'll put our corn our feeders out right there and uh, kind of just use that area to get pictures and see what's going on. And they came in there every day for a month. You know, just every day. And then as uh, August went on and September started coming around, we had a group of a bachelor group of bucks that would show up there just about every night. You know, it was it was it was always after dark, but it was just about every night, probably about nine or 10 o'clock they would show up.
0: Okay. so, I mean, there's not too too terribly much to talk about with, uh, with trophy rock. Cause I don't know, I don't think it has, let me pull up their website once, but I don't think there's a ton of nutritional value that goes into this product that I know of. What about you?
1: I, if I remember correctly, I think there's like a bunch of, a bunch of different, um, not chemicals, but, um, minerals, minerals in it that, uh, the deer like, for some reason I remember, think it was grant woods talking about it and that's why he started using it so i was like oh let me jump on jump on this here and try it out um
0: let's see yeah i'm on their website right now and that's uh what i was pulling them and they have you know basically two different let's see it's available in two sizes a roughly a 12 pound rock and a 20 pound rock and that 465 which is basically a, a bag of gravel um yeah and then what else? I think that's it as far as products are concerned. But um, – and you said you remember, used both?
1: Yeah, I used both. Okay. And uh, the like I said, the 465 seemed to um, disappear a lot faster than the rocks do themselves. Um, I didn't see – I mean like a, a crazy bigger amount or larger amount of uh, deer going to the 465 – um it just i think the bag 465 i want to say weighs like 15 pounds or something like that and Mm -hmm. um i feel like it disappeared a lot faster you know they either you know the rain you know kind of hit it and made it go away or uh something was coming in or you know the deer carrying it off i don't know right sure they weren't
0: carrying it off but yeah yeah because they don't eat the rock they I mean I've yeah, seen I've seen them lick it before but then yeah. they they eat the the dirt around it. So um yeah if you go to their website uh Trofies Rocks website you can see a list of all those I guess they're calling them macro minerals that are in this rock. Yeah that's what and it I is. Guess, that's the word. Yeah, macro, macro minerals. minerals. And I guess those are supposed to be beneficial to a deer uh you know what they what what kind of needs their what kind of needs their body needs throughout the year and i guess that just so i don't know i i'll be honest with you um i had one rock that got completely destroyed from may to uh at the beginning of may to june and then, um, I, I actually got some different mineral that I've had success with in the past and put it out. Do you, do you use any other, or did you use any other mineral other than trophy rock this year? Um, or this I past really, year?
1: since, since we lost our lease, I haven't really been putting anything out this year, but, um, Last year we use, I mean, like everyone does here in Oklahoma. You know, since it's a legal state debate, everybody puts corn. Everyone does, yeah. you know. So I was thinking, you know, kind of trying to get out of that because you know my neighbors, everyone on the neighboring properties are on two sides on the neighboring properties uh, are hunters and they have big feeders and stuff. And then the other side is a like a real large cattle ranch, and it takes up um, three of the sides. Yeah, yeah. And so I was kind of trying to get away from the corn. So that's why I. I Heard grant woods talking about it um the salt licks i've tried before and I had good excess success with those so we went ahead and tried that and i also tried um what is it rice brand it's like ground corn i'm guessing it is it's like a powder um it's not a, i guess it's not really a a supplement but uh the deer and the turkey both hit that hard okay. uh, we we could barely keep it in our feeders um because they were going in there every night and eating it um we that was the a lot of I guess a lot of people down here um actually used the rice bran. Well this is the first time we'd ever used it and it was it was pretty ridiculous. Um like a line of deer waiting to get to the feeder. Um <laughs> I we couldn't keep it in there, man. The only thing that sucked about it was uh, if it got wet at all it just like turned into this weird mush and they wouldn't eat it.
0: Right, like oatmeal. But huh? as long
1: as, Yeah, as long as it was dry they were they were there every day looking trying to get
0: some. Nice. Well, um, let's see. So obviously I take it you you would recommend um you I guess you liked your results with Trophy Rock? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, anything else you want to say about any of the products that we covered today?
1: Uh, not really. Just uh if you're gonna go out and buy buy some stuff, probably just read more reviews on it. Um just for everyone out there they can yeah. go ahead and look at the reviews and kind of ask some friends. If you've never heard of it, it's probably not a good
0: idea. Right. <laughs> or at least if you haven't heard of it, look into it more as well. Yeah. As, at least know. look into it more. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I tell you what, Rob, I really appreciate you coming on the show and, uh, you know, voicing your opinion about these products. Uh, thank you. Well, thanks for having me. And we done. We got another podcast signed sealed and delivered thank you guys very much for tuning in thank you rob for taking time out of your day to uh come on the show and review those products for us hopefully uh you the listener uh, got some decent information out of these uh these uh, product review podcasts whether or not it uh, helps you make a decision or uh, as far as purchasing a product is concerned uh you know let me know in the uh comment section below where this is posted on the nine finger chronicles uh, website i'd love to hear your guys's thoughts on all these product reviews these gear reviews that we're doing whether or not you like it whether or not you're sold on the product whether or not you already have the product or you've had an opportunity to use it but uh yeah do that uh, another another gigantic huge big fat shout out to uh, the gentleman over there at Exodus Outdoor Gear, thank you guys very much for supporting the show. I got uh, mumble mouth right now, but appreciate uh, your guys' support. And uh, what else do I got to say? Oh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, look me up, Nine Finger Chronicles across the board. Make sure you guys uh, um, like, follow, click, whatever, all that crap. Um, I'd love to have you guys, uh, follow me and, uh, what else, what else, what else, what else? Oh, Stitcher, iTunes, make sure you subscribe, make sure you follow, make sure you guys go and leave a comment and, uh, you know, tell me how freaking awesome I am. That'd be cool. Just kidding. Other than that, um, what else do i have to say i know i'm forgetting something it's friday i have way uh, like i have all this other crap on my mind like checking trail cameras i'm sure you guys uh, can understand that but uh oh yeah i know what i wanted to say two percent for conservation go check them out on all their social media like and follow them go to their website uh, fishandwildlife.org. and and uh really look into what they're doing i know more there's going to be more information to come uh later on this summer or potentially this fall and uh when you're in the woods i know it's that time when a lot of you guys are going to be setting up uh uh, tree stands wear your damn safety harness